Bavakama, Perkei Mishnehe 5.5, and now the Mishnah begins its treatments of the category of Nezek called bore, literally, which means like a, a pit, a hole in the ground. And the base of it is a basically tupsukim, which says, Vichi yiftach ish bor. Uh, should a man uncover a pit? Oki yichre ish bor, or if he should dig a pit, Vulyechasenu, and he doesn't cover it, Venafal shama shor ochamor, and into the pit falls either an ox or a donkey, Balhabor yishalem, then the owner of the pit shall pay restitution. So now, in the Gemara, there is a discussion, there's a Brisa, discussing what kind of pit is the one the Torah has in mind, Midoraisa. And according to Rabbi Akiva, who is the author of our Mishnah, it includes uh, a pit that was dug, a bor b'shusarab, a pit dug in the public domain, um, which is also Rabbi Shmuel's position. But he, Rabbi Akiva says it also includes even a pit that was dug b'shusayachid in a person's private domain. And the Mishnah will follow Rabbi Kiva's opinion, so it will explain how you could be liable for a pit that you dig in your own private property. And the basic answer is that, even if it's dug in your private property, um, if you subsequently be mafkir, you render ownerless the area around the pit so it becomes part of the public domain, even though you dug it beheter, you dug it with proper permission, because it was your private property at the time, now you've essentially brought into the public domain a potential hazard, and therefore you're liable for it. Now the basis of that, in terms of psukim, is that the there are two nuances in that pasuk that I read to you. So the first nuance, the psukim really, the, the two nuances are as follows. First, the pasuk gives two separate actions. It says, v'chi yiftach, if a person should uncover a pit that somebody else dug, and it also says, if a person is yichre abor, someone who digs the pit himself. So the Gemara points out, listen, of course, if you're liable for someone else's pit, if you just remove the cover, so for sure I wouldn't be able to know that if you dug the pit in the first place, you'd be responsible. So why give two different examples? So the Gemara says, it's the teacher, the issue isn't about who dug the pit, it's about who is introducing a hazard to the public domain. And that being the case, I'm told about the public domain, and it doesn't matter about private property whatsoever. So that is the Doraisa source for being a boar, Bishasarabim, a pit in the Bishasarabim, the, the public domain. But later on in the Pasuk, it says, Bal habor yishalem, the owner of the pit shall make restitution. He has to pay for the damages. And since, under normal circumstances, a person doesn't have bialis, doesn't own something, uh, if, if it's uh, not in his private property, that suggests, as Rabbi Akiva, that even if you dug in your own private domain and subsequently um, render ownerless the area around it, you're also liable. So the Torah has both in mind. Again, Rabbi Shmuel disagrees and says it's all about Bor B'Shosarabim and the Bal Habor is the Torah ascribing ownership to him. But be that as it may, our mission is going to just follow Rabbi Akiva Shita that both B'Shosarabim and B'Shosayachet are both Doraisa. Um, now, the Mishnah will enumerate four different kinds of pits, if you will, for which one is obligated, four different categories. They really are the two that I told you. The essential points are as follows. Number one, what defines where the pit really is, is where its opening is. Okay, where the, in other words, if you build a pit on a diagonal, let's say, so the the big halal, the empty cavern into which one falls, or let's say it's using for storing water, like a water cistern, and let's say it's in one domain, but the opening, the entrance, is in a different domain. So this is called a pit that is in the other domain where the entrance is. Okay? Uh, the other thing to, to focus on is that, uh, it's a discussion of the Gemara, but the bottom line is that 
there are two separate uh, dangerous elements to a pit. One of them is the obvious, you've sort of made a hole in the ground and if someone falls into it, they go smack when they hit the bottom. That's called chabata. Chabata is the impact that's caused by the pit at the bottom. And interestingly, um, the more essential dangerous issue of the pit that uh, seems to be in terms of the lethality of the pit is that it has hevel. Now hevel is hard to translate into English. Um, they weren't chemists back then, but it basically means air that doesn't have free oxygen, okay? Gas that doesn't have free oxygen. So it could be whatever gases um, that could be present at the bottom of a pit um, that amass over there. Uh, if that should happen, what happens is a person falls into the pit or an animal falls into the pit, so then they now asphyxiate. They can't breathe because there's methane or something at the bottom of the pit. Um, nowadays, uh, you do hear terrible stories of people um, falling into pits that are connected to the sewers or to manure for animal, and they actually suffocate in those pits. Um, the Torah here it doesn't seem to be talking about a pit that is for waste, so it wouldn't be those kind of gases in there, but it's, it's, I assume either um, there are other gases that do come out of the earth from time to time or that settle there, uh, or perhaps, you know, once you have a pit, people do actually have excrement, I don't know. The point is that if it's a deep pit, so then heavier gases, like you've probably seen if you've ever seen dry ice, as it, uh, like, sublimates as it as it I'll call it uh, evaporates or melts whatever you call it so you probably notice that the dry ice the carbon dioxide floats on the table and kind of falls down off the table because it's heavier than the air around it so a gas like carbon dioxide which certainly is, is uh, one that one can't breathe so if it would be inside the pit um, it would stay there and ultimately be dangerous so there's two separate issues the hevel the inability to breathe down there as well as the chabata the impact and you can imagine for example if you have a, a deep pit but on a, on a narrow um, on a, I should say on a shallow slope, you wouldn't necessarily have the Chabata issue because there's nothing really to fall deep into, but you could have Hevel at the bottom. Okay, so with that, the Mishnah begins, and it says really there are, it gives four different kinds of categories of pit for which one is obligated. It says, HaCholfer Bor B'Rshus HaYachid If it is... Um, a pit that's dug in one's private backyard, let's say, but the entrance where you could fall into that hole in the ground is in the Rosh Hashanah, the public domain. That's really called the Rosh Hashanah, the public domain, because the opening is there. Or Rosh Hashanah, or if you have a pit which has been dug primarily in the, like the underground part is in the public domain, but the Pesach, the way that you get into it, is from Rosh Yachid, from your private backyard. And again, Rashi here speaks out. The point is that Bartender learns like Rashi, that afterwards, after you dug it beheter, because it's, if it's opening totally in your domain, then it's not, just, it's not dangerous, because if someone would fall into a pit that you dug in your back, that the opening is in your backyard, you could say, listen, why'd you fall into the pit? Who told you to come trespassing in my backyard here? So you'd be innocent. But if a person subsequently was mafkir, he rendered an list area around the pit. Now he hasn't got a claim anymore, and he's made something dangerous. He'd be liable for that as well. Um, and thirdly, of the, uh, the third case is um, If the way Raj learns in the Bartonora, if you've got essentially you know two different yards, you know a front yard and a backyard or something, and you dig a pit that stretches from one to the other, so then even though they're both in your backyard. So everything is, you know, your private property. If you subsequently mafkir the area around the entrance to the hole, so then now, if someone falls inside, you'll be liable. Now, Tosa doesn't like the word acher. He doesn't like the shot of Rashi because it says yachid acher, a different to yachid. So he suggests, Tosa suggests, it's uh, into someone else's backyard. 
Okay, but the idea essentially is the same. Now, just a side point, you should know that um, if you're digging a pit in your private property, but it's within dollar tfachim, four tfachim, I don't know, we'll call that a 16 inches or something like, you know, uh, whatever, 30, 40 centimeters from the, from the public domain. So then already it's considered to be dangerous. People can fall in, even if it's totally in your property without being mafkret, because people walking in the public domain are liable to fall in on accident and you're really considered responsible. Those are the first three. And the fourth is the most basic of hachofer bor b'shosarabim. You just dig up hole, a pit, whatever it is, in the public domain. Of course, we're talking about someone who dug it shalor b'shos, illegally, meaning if the you know the town mayor had told him, dig us a well, and then after he the guy dug the well, he handed over the the cover of the well and you know to the to the city. Obviously, he's not responsible if someone falls in the well. Um, but we're talking about someone here who just you know dug a hole in public property or whatever it is. Then he's going to be fully responsible. That's the fourth of the four cases that's left to the end because in a way it's the biggest chiddush because since it's public property, there's you could ask the question like why should you be responsible? It's not yours, and this is really inconsistent with the rest of the Masechta so far. The rest of the Masechta has been like Mom and Hamazik, your property which causes damage, and here the public domain is not your property, so we're just ascribing it to you. So it's the biggest chiddush. In any case, you're liable for that as well. In all those four cases, should an ox or a donkey fall inside the pit? Really, the truth is, the Mishra will say later on, it's any animal. It doesn't make a difference. The mission here is just borrowing the examples used in the verses themselves, an ox or donkey. The mace, should the ox or donkey die, then chayev, then the person who was responsible for digging the pit, and as the chapter goes on, we'll see you know other details of people about uncovering or leaving uncovered and so on. Whoever The person who made the public hazard, he's the one who has to pay the person who owned the now dead ox or or donkey, etc. Says the Mishnah further, Echrachofer bore, the verse talked about a bore, which is sort of like a, a, a round, deep hole in the ground that would be used for storing water. But it doesn't make a difference if it's a round hole in the ground or if it's a, 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 a shiach or siach, which is like a like a, a long and narrow like, trench, or a ma'ara. Ma'ara is like a cave. That means sort of it's a square hole in the ground that has a covering on top of it, uh, like a roof on top. Charitzin, which are the kind of square holes that don't have a cover, like a roof on top. Ne'itzin, ne'itzin are like conical. They're narrow on the bottom and wide on top. In all those cases, you're chayv. So the point is, although bore specifically kind of means like a round, deep hole, that's not the point. The point is anything that's just, it's just uh, you'll see in a moment, deep enough to have this hevel, the, the, the gases that you can't breathe, already you're liable for, even if, I don't know, see like ne'itzin, for example, are... are um, conical so they could be shallow but the point is if you fill even one of these things up with like sponges so when you fall and no one gets hurt it doesn't matter because you can still suffocate because of the gas down there in cane lama namar bore if that's true if it doesn't make a difference about the shape of the pit so why do we enumerate bore specifically it was a could have said like a chafira like any sort of dugout thing kind of the same way the canard that eskimos have 30 words for snow so you see here in the time of Chazal, they made different kinds of pits, each with their own kind of name. So the question is, why do we single out bore, the round, deep one? So the answer is, ma bore sheyesh bo hamis, because your typical pit, everyone knows, no one's going to dig a cistern to store water that's not deep enough to hold significant water, which means it's at least 10 tefachim, a sar tefachim. Call that, you know, uh, you know, 91 centimeters, something like that, you know, like three, a, a yard deep, that kind of depth. So three feet. 
So at that point, it's enough. Kedilahamis, a person, excuse me, an animal that falls in there um, could suffocate and die, um, or I guess break its neck and die, and that kind of thing. So just as when it comes to boar, ever knows they're they're deep pits. Afkol sheish bokedilahamis asar tefachim. So it applies to any kind of chafira, any excavation um, that is in the ground, as long as it's ten tefachim deep. You have the possibility of this hevel pooling over there and being able to kill people. Or, excuse me, kill uh, kill uh, animals. If the depth of the hole that we're talking about here for this boar is less than 10 tefachim deep, and then someone else's animal, like, for example, an ox or donkey falls in, and that ox or donkey dies, so then putter, then the person who's responsible for the digging of the pit will actually be exempt, because... It's not normal. It's not. It's not normal that a, an animal should like suffocate and die or break its back and die from a fall that's less than three than um, ten tefachim deep. Therefore, we'll say the person. The reason that the animal died is some other extraneous case. I don't know what had a bad heart or something. And the point is, therefore, that he, the guy who dug the pit, is considered like an onus, not his responsibility. Vim bo. But if what happened is not death, but just you know injury. So then, if the injuries occurs to a person or to the animals, um, you know, so the, the cow broke its ankle or something, so then Chayev, the person who's responsible for digging or uncovering the pit, if someone else's animal falls into it, um, subject to the restrictions, you know, and details we have in the future, Mishnayas, but if he's, he then would be liable to pay the owner of the animal who got injured falling into his pit.